the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. This is Rick Travis with the Firing Line Radio Show filling in for your host, Phil Neyman. When I'm not doing this, I am the Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association. And with me today from the California Rifle Pistol Association is the Advocacy and Outreach Manager who runs the grassroots statewide for the CRPA, Mr. Kevin Small. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you for having me on. So, folks... I'm going to start this program today by telling you something that Phil doesn't usually say. If you got a heart condition, if you've got an upset stomach, take your meds because these first couple of parts of this show are not going to make you happy or feel warm and fuzzy. Now, we hope to bring you out of the show feeling a little bit more hope and warm and fuzzy, but let's start off with just how diabolical Sacramento has gotten during this COVID crisis. If you'll remember at the beginning of the crisis, the governor and the assembly and the Senate assured everybody, hey, we're going home like you. We're going to shelter in place. When you come back, we'll come back. That was the first slide. They came back early. Then the second thing they said, and when we come back, we're not going to deal with anything but COVID-19 related issues and the budget to get the state back up and recoup those billions of dollars that we have fallen into the red. So obviously, at the top of that list to recover from COVID, and to build the economy is, let's go after guns. Wait, that should have nothing to do with it. But that's exactly what they're going to do. And that's exactly what they are doing. And we're going to show you just how diabolical they've gotten. Our own lobbyist couldn't be with us today because he's at the Capitol trying to find ways to meet with members. Now you're like, what do you mean trying? Well, the reason he is trying to meet with members is because during the week, he can't meet with members. That's right, because if you have a lobbyist, it is like having a scarlet letter on you. You're not allowed in the Capitol right now. Why? To protect the members and their staff from being infected by COVID-19. But wait, the homeless people outside the Capitol, they're allowed to come in. They're allowed to sit up in the galleries, cough, sneeze, spit, do whatever it is they want to do. And that doesn't have a negative impact on the good health of the Assembly, the Senate, or their staff. But if you're a lobbyist and you've been abiding by all the rules, nope, sorry, you have the scarlet L. You are not allowed entry. You're not allowed to talk to these people, which means your voice has been efficiently nullified. That's right. Anything that you care about, those members don't have to listen because no one can talk to them, which is really tragic, which is why the first of these that Kevin and I are going to talk about that is so egregious is looking at AB 2532. It comes from Assemblyman Irwin. 
It has to do with gun violence restraint orders. And you could go, how could this get worse? Kevin, how could it get worse? Well, it's just a further infringement on our rights. I mean, this is what, round three now of gun violence restraining orders bills. You know, the first one didn't really work. We raised um, concerns about the lack of due process. The second one went even further. We continued to raise the same concerns. And here they are again, making it even worse. And, and, and the whole purpose of this, you know, they're going to come out and say it revolves around safety. But at the, the matter of fact is, is that it basically gives the right of anybody to take away someone's firearms and to do it in secret behind closed doors and without due process. And it's just another string along, you know, some major concerns that we have that they're, that they're coming down with in Sacramento. You know, Kevin, I want to really highlight something you said, without due process. Folks, you got to realize, in those first two renditions of gun violence restraint orders, the law enforcement officers involved with them had to stay involved with the case, which gave the person who could be victimized, and there have been many that have, that they had done nothing wrong, nothing deserving of a GVRO, as they're called, um, had to testify in order to extend it. If this bill gets passed, which just came out of committee and is heading on its way towards the governor's desk, not there yet, and we've got to stop it. If this bill was to come into reality, it means that law enforcement officer no longer has to stay involved. An arbitrary attorney from the DA's office, the city attorney's office, can just keep extending it. They're not even connected. They don't have any of the facts. They're not a part of it. But they can keep extending it ad infinitum, which means like basically eternally. And this takes away your rights to due process. But that's not the only thing. During this COVID-19 pandemic shutdown, we have fought hard at the CRPA, county by county, jurisdiction by jurisdiction, to keep your gun stores open. Even with the Department of Homeland Security issuing what's called a CISA order, which is a Critical Infrastructure Administration order, which is now in version 3.1 that says ranges, gun stores, all that is supposed to stay open as a business that is is necessary and vital for the the safety of of Americans across the country. We have a state that has a bill 2362 by Assemblyman Maritashi, which is now designed to scare the bejesus out of any FFL by raising fines and raising fees if there's like one eye missing or a dot or a period. Anything that they don't like, they can find them. This is further trying to force FFLs out of business because you can't afford when you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people coming right now to get their first firearms. They make mistakes, and while they may be trying to correct those mistakes, if DOJ shows up and finds them, those are findable defenses, um, offenses. And here's where it really gets bad. You know, Kevin and I, and along with the rest of the staff and our legal team, are constantly fighting to save the firearms that are on the roster and break that roster up, which is limited to about 800 firearms on the list. And they have a two-prong attack. The first one is 2847, which, Kevin, this is the famous micro stamp. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, it's just it's just another kind of tragic bill here. We we already know that micro stamping is is not necessarily something that is really usable or proven. Uh, and they continue to you know track down these bills that further increase the the micro stamping. Uh, regulations in California, just knowing that all it's going to do is take more guns off the roster. So 
This one is scary because they know what it's going to do. We know what it's going to do. And again, it's under the guise of something else. Um, this, this bill is nothing more than an attempt to get more guns off of our already dwindling roster. And how they're going to do this, folks, is it's called the three for one. That's right. For every firearm that they can get some manufacturer to come up with, and I guarantee you, I could see Bloomberg coming up with a gun, seriously, because for every one they bring up, they get to pull three that don't have micro stamping off the available roster. Now, while she was doing this, here is how hideous it's gone, Sacramento. We had a friend of the CRPA that works in the building alert us because on a budget fix bill, this is a bill that has nothing to do with firearms. This is a bill designed to, to change certain percentages within the governor's budget. It is totally a financial bill. It's not something that anybody would be looking at. In it, they put a writer. This writer stated the following, that of the 800 firearms that are currently on the roster, these are pistols, that if this writer gets through, it would take that list down to about 24 firearms that you could buy on the roster in one hit. Because it would force us over the next two years to declare everything from your SIG to your Glock to your Colt 1911, all the different um, variations of that. Anything that shoots a 9 mil, a 40, a 45, any of that would be considered an assault weapon. That's right. It would literally make overnight, over a two-year period of you either have to show up and, and license your pistol, your CCW firearm for the vast majority of holders as an assault weapon, or you would have to give it up. Those would be your two options. And by the way, you can no longer buy them. And looking at that and the fact that they're going after parts for, and I'm doing this in air quotes, assault weapons and trying to eliminate the importation and sale of those in the state, that means anything you have, if it breaks, if the firing pin shatters, if the trigger isn't working right, well, don't bother going to you know anybody to try to get it fixed because they're not going to be in business either because they're not going to have the parts to fix it. This is how hideous they're being. Number one, realize they're closing out the voices that represent you during this COVID-19. Number two, they're finding every way imaginable sneakily to try to enforce what is nothing short of a massive gun grab. It's equivalent to what the British government tried to do at Lexington Concord, come and confiscate everything. This is how serious it's become. And this is why I know Phil Naiman says this week in and week out, you cannot sit on your couches. We need you to join the ranks. We need you to get out there and be vocal. We need you to convince your gun stores, your ranges, your clubs, your friends, your friends of your friends to get involved. Because if we lose the Second Amendment in California, the other nine amendments in the Bill of Rights are absolutely useless because I defy you to show me a place in the world where you have those other nine rights and you don't have a Second Amendment because it doesn't exist. Folks, we're going to be back in a few minutes to talk about just how the CRPA is working statewide to help build up for this fight in November. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. And you know, 
Every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our longtime faithful companion to uphold these rights has been our sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns, Ammo, and Riverside. And if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, big arms, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website at bullseyesport.com for a schedule of classes, because a Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo. They believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. This is Rick Travis from the California Rifle Pistol Association. I'm the Director of Development, happily filling in for your normal host, Phil Naiman, who is out this week. And joining me in this segment is Kevin Small, the CRPA's Advocacy and Outreach Manager. We had just got done talking about some of the various heinous criminalistic attempts to remove your Bill of Rights and your Second Amendment rights and your firearms and everything else that is being done in secret within the Capitol without equal representation, things the Founding Fathers said was worthy of going to war against our home country. We're not preaching go to war um, you know, physically, but we are saying this is a time where your vote is going to mean more than it probably ever has in your lifetime. And part of the way we are working as a CRPA is you got to realize California is the third largest state in the union. It's got one of the largest populations in the union. And we are very different. Whether you're up in Alpine County, Modoc, you know, you go up to Humboldt, Bay Area counties, you know, the coast, the Central Valley, Southern California, even here in SoCal, we're divided between the LA Basin, the OC, the IE, San Diego, and then there's Imperial. We want you to realize that we are working, and so that's one of the reasons we have Kevin on today, to talk about one of the many programs, and there are like about a dozen that are working on political activism and grassroots that the CRPA runs on a daily basis, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and one of those is the Business Affiliates Program. Kevin, can you just highlight some of the ways we use that in the grassroots movement? Yeah, definitely. Uh you know, it's it's a great opportunity really to reach people at a different depth. And that's what the business affiliate program does. You know, everybody has uh, social media, everybody watches the news, uh, but really uh, the core of the firearms community, you're always going to find them going into stores, local businesses. And, and by the way, the business affiliate program is not just comprised of uh, FFLs or ranges. These are these are businesses all over the state. Whether you're talking about hair salons or construction companies or food trucks, there are hundreds of businesses that have basically signed on to the 2A movement to make sure that the people within their community uh, know about what CRPA is doing, uh, along with the information platform that we provide. And when it comes to politics, you know we have 2A action centers in the mass majority of these businesses offering information on what CRPA is along with um, what CRPA is doing and how people can directly get involved. So those people, those people that are missing out on the social media and the people that are missing out on the website are able to have a local hub 
where they can go and actually get the information that CRPA is trying to get out. And it has been a very successful program in, in allowing people to get connected to CRPA um, and taking the necessary action. You know, we, we put out a, um, a voter guide of, of pro-2A um, politicians along with anti-2A politicians. And education is really uh, the majority of the battle. When it comes to voting, people need to know who is going to protect their Second Amendment rights and who isn't. CRPA provides that, and, and uh, we've been working with uh, some other organizations to kind of collaborate and put that together for these upcoming elections. So all of these things are really important, but the, the main focus of the program is really to embed within the community. You know, CRPA has its, um, has its headquarters in Fullerton, California. Uh, that's, that's a far away from, from Shasta, but uh, with businesses signing on to really be, provide that platform of information, it's almost as if, you know, CRPA is everywhere. And, and that's what people need because that education is going to help them put the right people in office. So, Kevin, I want to highlight a couple of things for the, the listeners that you brought up. So going back to what you said about being a business affiliate, you are honestly telling me that there are people who believe in the Second Amendment that aren't a gun store, because what I hear from the elitists in Sacramento is that's not true, that the only people that believe in the Second Amendment are the ones that are in the business for money by selling firearms. And what you're saying is something quite different. Yeah, it is something quite different. And uh, maybe this is why, you know, the statistics from 2016 showed that only 4% of Americans actually trusted the mainstream media. Uh, there are... <laughs> There are plenty of people uh, in California that believe in your Second Amendment rights that don't just revolve around gun stores, and they are out there. Um, recently, we we got a uh, a farming store in Imperial County to sign up. Uh, there, they are everywhere, and you know, just be on the lookout for those for that signage in two A action centers to realize that the the people that you are supporting within your community are also supporting you by tapping into CRPA. You know, one of the things that people need to realize, and Kevin, you've been doing a really good job of this, is Kevin is starting to put out in the magazine and in the words and on, on the website, those businesses that are not FFLs that have become business affiliates of the CRPA to work here for your rights in the state. And this is why it's important. A lot of people like different things. And I was up in Napa recently working with some of the business affiliates um, on Kevin's behalf, and, and we were talking about you know, people go and you buy things because you want to experience those things. And so you buy things like wine. And so, you know, someone goes and buys this wine because it's got a cool label. It's called Plum Jack. And they don't realize they just put money in Gavin Newsom's pocket because he owns Plum Jack Winery. When there are literally hundreds of other wineries up and down the road from where his is that you can buy. And about 30 of those are pro 2A. They actually give money back to Second Amendment organizations like Gunners of California, the CRPA, and others to fight the fight for you. So think about when you spend your money, there are things that you're going to spend on. You may not have money to donate, but by buying from these different vendors that support your Second Amendment rights, there is money coming back for the fight. And that is something that Kevin works on on a daily basis. You're, you're going to see that at all sorts of places um, throughout. The state Turner Outdoorsman is one of them. All 29 of their stores are supporting the California Rifle Pistol Association. 
and, and they're putting information out, you're going to be seeing that over and over and over again. And so when you're choosing to spend that money, you can choose to spend it at places that are supporting your 2A rights. And that's not just your gun store. That's you know everything from outdoor goods to, to foods to drinks to just about anything, getting your hair done, your nails done. If you're you know um, doing those things, start looking up if there's a business affiliate and start talking to your business and say, hey, here's another way to get it promoted is by working with the CRPA because that's what we're here for is to try to bring the greater community together. Kevin, are there any other things that you would want them to know about grassroots, like say maybe the November vote in the funding ballots that the governor is trying to use? Well, they're, they're trying to do a bunch of uh, mail-in ballots. So, you know, what we want to advocate for is traditional voting. Um, I think that there are plenty of ways and plenty of reasons that we've been skeptical in the past for uh, voter fraud, and we definitely want to avoid that. But most importantly, we have the voter guide uh, um, on the CRPA website. I would encourage anybody and everybody to visit that website to make sure you're putting down the names on those ballots of people that are going to support your Second Amendment rights. You know, the the state didn't get this way by itself. You know, people worked in the in the lower uh, forms of government and they worked their way up. Uh, we need to start that trend over for pro two A people, and that's the way that we're going to do it. And one of the things is, I want you to start as listeners go to the crpa.org website, and starting on June first, you're going to be able to see some of the ways we're going to help you secure your vote here in the state of California and make sure it's counted because we need to stop the liberal elites in Sacramento from stealing an election. And some of the things that they're going to use COVID-19 over to try to stop that are definitely coming up and we are doing everything and we'll be working here with Firing Line Radio to give you the guide on how to make sure every one of our votes counts. Because remember, we have enough votes to take back our state and there's never been a better time to do it. We'll be back with Firing Line Radio. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, the Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for your host, Mr. Phil Naiman. 
who does an extraordinary job weekly of updating you on what's going on in our Second Amendment community. One of our favorite things to talk about when Phil and I are on the show together is hunting because we're both avid hunters, um, work as hunter educators to, to help other groups learn how to hunt. And hunting has taken a big hit. In fact, it's been in national news that hunting numbers have fallen in every jurisdiction except Alberta, Canada, and is on a decline. And a lot of that has to do, we lost a generation of hunters. Uh, baby boomers chose, for whatever reasons, not to pass that tradition on to the Gen Xers who are just now coming in in their 40s and 50s to learn how to hunt. So obviously, they didn't teach their millennial kids. And so there's a big push known as R3, which is recruit, retain, and reactivate, meaning recruiting new hunters, retain those that we have, and getting some of the people that says, oh, I'm too old for this, and bringing them back in to pass on that information. California Rifle Pistol Association has been involved with the R3 movement since its inception. Um, Several of its staff members helped write the original guide that is used here in the state of California and went nationwide. We're very proud of that fact. But right now, COVID-19 has brought something unusual because most of the time when I personally sit down and teach new hunters or work with somebody like Phil in a clinic to take new hunters the next step and give them advanced skills is, well, I'm going to have to leave the state of California to go hunt. And so a lot of times they go to Oregon, they go to Idaho as two examples to go hunt. And uh, this is a tale of maybe they don't like you because you're from California. Maybe we've gone a little too restrictive over COVID-19, and I I don't say that lightly. I say that from the standpoint of when you're hunting, you're not standing closer than six feet to anybody. In fact, it's not a crowd, and and most of the time, especially if you're deer hunting or big game hunting, um, even upland game hunting, you are sometimes yards, if not miles away from the next person. So as a result, This doesn't make the total sense, but here we go. Let's start with the state of Oregon. Back in April, early on in COVID-19, this was their knee-jerk reaction. Oh, if you're not from Oregon, you can't hunt here until COVID-19 is taken care of. So that's right. Anybody that had tried to pull for tags and put in for a draw, the state of Oregon got refunded because, well, Somehow, you're going to bring COVID-19 because, oh, wait, it's Oregon, Oregon. Makes no sense at all. But Oregon's not the only state. You can't say, oh, those crazy Oregonians, because a generally more conservative state, such as the state of Idaho, also made the same decision. That's right. If you're not from Idaho, you can't come in and come hunting. Because, well, again, it's the COVID-19 excuse. Now, there are still states like Utah, where I personally was able to draw tags for deer in October hoping I'll be able to escape the People's Republic of California to get up there to do so, and they won't have locked down all the traveling uh, methods to get up there. And so barring that, I will happily be hunting in October and bringing home some good quality meat. And that's one of the things I want to stress to people. Even if you're not a hunter, I want you to think about this. We have just went through not one, but two meat scares. Yes, if you want to get your, your cattle meat, your beef, your chickens, your whatever, you know, some stores have limited to you can buy two packs of meat, you know, per visit. Others where you can buy two pork, two chicken, two whatever. So there's not really a system, but it's all designed over a scare that there's not enough meat in the system. Well, here's something to remember. Game meat is actually better for you. Game meat 
is actually more natural. And so for those of you who want a more holistic approach, this meets it. Gain meat, you don't need 16 ounces. Four to five ounces will give you the same amount of protein and, and better benefits than the bigger, larger proportion of antibiotic-fed, water-infused, you know, malnourished at times meat that you get from the mass farms. So then naturally the thing that everybody says is, well, Rick, this is California. You can't hunt here. All right, here's the problem. Kevin earlier in the segments was talking about how the media has totally maligned the Second Amendment. They've done the same thing with hunting. They've made it to be crueler than what happens on farms. Fact, I grew up on a farm. I've worked with the 4-H programs, FFA programs, and I will tell you, even under the most responsible, 99% of the time what happens to a farm animal is far crueler, takes longer than anything I've ever witnessed or been told about in hunting. That's just a fact. Hunters care about their food sources. We spend 10 times more time making sure those wildlife have the proper conservation, the proper food sources, water sources, and we do that year round. And we take a very small percentage compared to what we save and preserve for future generations. In California, it's not just pig hunting. We have deer. We have an overabundance of bear meat. And this is what's funny. Here in California, you see things like elk, bear, and people are like, oh, my God, roadkill. But if you go back to the snooty Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York during the non-COVID period, two of the highest priced meals on the menu are elk medallions. So those are little square pieces of elk meat and bear stew and bear meat. So we need to get out of our heads here in California and realize we have a natural resource that our tax dollars pay for, that is part of our given right to be able to go out and hunt those if you have a valid hunting license and you pull your permits. By the way, we have never fulfilled all the bear permits in well over a decade, and bears have there are more of them than we've ever had in the state. That's right. So they're not endangered, and we, they're plentiful. Same thing for deer. This is about building up your skill sets. And that's the next thing. For many of us who have been cooped up and been trying to find a reason to stay in shape, going out for a walk, bike ride, things like that, to build up your endurance is what you need to be a hunter. And there's many articles you can find both within the CRPA's archives for their Fine Line magazine, as well as out there on the internet that will talk about hunter fitness. Hunting is one of the best ways to burn calories when you're out in the field. So what I'm telling you is support those who hunt next to you. Encourage others that want to get in, maybe yourself. But realize that this is a win-win-win. It's a win because then you're not beholden when you have that food in your freezer to the whims and, and the you know, maniac kind of ideas that we've seen when it comes to food resources during this pandemic. Secondly. You're getting better quality food for you and your family, which means you're going to stay healthier. And being healthy, as we all know, is the key to this game. And thirdly, you're going to be working out. You're going to be doing something with a purpose. You're not just going to be out, well, I'm trying to get some sun. You are out there with a purpose to get yourself trained. Plus, you are passing on literally thousands and tens of thousands year old tradition. And especially if you do it with the dog, 
Um, there's many things that have come out that says that, you know, those first dogs, those wolves that came into our camps and produced everything we have from the Chihuahua to the Great Dane. Now, besides us, that's where it started, over dogs and people hunting. And had that not happened, we wouldn't be here. And that is why the CRPA focuses so much on hunting, because hunting is a dynamic that allows us to do some amazing things. And our next segment, we're going to have Kevin back on, and we're going to talk about a couple of the ways we're giving back. And what we're going to be looking at specifically is a partnership that we have with some groups that is doing some amazing, heartwarming, incredible things. But in the meantime, what I really want you to focus on is go get trained. Find out more about this way to bring more food in and stop the rumor mill in California, folks, because from our southern border to the north, there are elk. There are elk off of Highway 15 that people don't even know about. We have access to deer. We have access to some incredible sport fishing if you're not into hunting that you can help to offset your food budget with. We have bear, like I said, just about everywhere throughout the state that is not getting hunted sufficiently. And you know what? Game wardens are a resource. You can go to game wardens, talk to them, say, hey, you want to do this? You want to do it responsibly and get some suggestions. I have met several game wardens, more than I have hands and toes, that have helped new hunters and experienced hunters alike clue into some areas and some strategies to help them be successful. They want you to be successful because here's the secret, folks. If hunting goes extinct, so will our state parks. So will our wildlife efforts because hunting and fishing pay for all of those things. And without the fees from hunting license, fishing licenses, and the gear that comes into the state, you won't have those state parks and those national parks to go roaming through because those budgets will collapse within a decade. And that is what part of what we're fighting for is even for you that don't hunt is for you to still have those parks to go enjoy in the myriads of other ways. So, folks, let's get off of the we don't like hunting background and get on to that we're supporting and working together for the future of our state. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. In our final segment today, with Rick Travis, Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for your amazing host, Mr. Phil Naiman, this week. Along with me is Kevin Small, 
is the advocacy and outreach manager for the California Rifle Pistol Association. And we just got done talking about hunting in California. And we're going to tell you some of the things that the CRPA is doing because talk is talk, but actions is where it's at. So right now we're working on three main bills to try to get these passed to move them forward. Um, and what's been amazing is we have been able to get these uh, out of committees, a couple of them. So that's been great. The first one is Assembly Bill 2106. And it is a program that is about expanding the amount of land for nesting for both upland and waterfowl. And this is yet another way where hunters are giving back. And and a a cool thing to know is, you know, people always say negatively, and, and Kevin hears this all the time as well, that hunters have wiped out populations. But fun fact, we have more waterfowl, that's like ducks, geese, and everything, in California and nationwide than we did on July 4th, 1776. That's right. We brought those different types of species of birds back from the brink of extinction in the 30s to a point where there's more of them today than there was at the founding of this country. And that is a lasting legacy, as Governor, former Governor Jerry Brown said, of the work of hunters and fishermen in this country. And so this bill furthers that by making sure there's nesting activity. We also have a bill, Assembly Bill 2299, which is from Assemblyman Gallagher, which is designed to help us with the R3 mission of recruiting new hunters, which would allow for two free hunting days per year, one in the fall and one in the spring. And that would allow people to go out and try hunting for free for one day. And that would allow hunters like myself to work with new people, to let them see if they really like it and get them into the sport. And so both of those are important. But one of the things the California Rifle Pistol Association does is works with other groups, not in the 2A community, to get legislation that's meaningful. And for me personally, this is a very meaningful bill that Kevin and I are going to slow down and talk about. Uh, I was at a conference with game wardens a year ago and uh, heard about a bill dealing with kids in the state of Georgia who were terminal and that one of their their last wishes with like a -A Make-A-Wish foundation would be to go hunting or fishing. The problem is, is once a family is told that their child is terminal, which is a horrific thing that I would never want for any family, but unfortunately happens, is there's a small window of where that wish, whatever it is, can be fulfilled before the child is too sick to fulfill that wish. Um, And Unfortunately, we have seasons in fishing and hunting. That's designed so those animals have time to to mate, raise their young, to do the things that's needed to keep a healthy population. But if that window or opportunity isn't available for those kids, they'll never see it. So we've went to work with a group called Field of Dreams. They work with wounded warriors, gold star mothers, and terminally ill children. And uh, Kevin, you know the CRP has held some events where we've taken some of these kids out um, before they pass just to see, you know, what it was like to fish in a small pond or to shoot their first 22 rifle or shotgun. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I think to start at the very beginning, first of all, it, it's, it's alarming to actually realize how many terminally ill people there are just within, you know, your local community. Uh, I think one of the things that 
an outreach effort is deserved on is just understanding that these kids need support. Uh, they are going through so much more than we could ever think of. Uh, but then on top of that, you know, how many, how many of those people actually want to engage in these sorts of things? And the answer is actually thousands. Uh, contrary to popular belief, what, uh, what the mainstream media would have you believe, there is an overwhelmingly amount of interest uh, when it comes to fishing and hunting in these kids. And I think part of the, the last bill that you mentioned, which is the free hunt day, uh, one of the things that you know, is difficult to overcome for a lot of people when getting into hunting or fishing is just how much that it costs. So giving these people the opportunity to go out and do, you know, something that's on their wish list is, is a great opportunity for these guys. And yeah, we, we, uh, we did have an event uh, last year. Uh, we worked with a couple of different hospitals and we had hundreds of kids come out and fish and shoot and really, they enjoyed themselves like nothing I'd ever seen before. And and you know what was even what was even more empowering was the parents and the siblings, um, you know, able to come out and support their loved one like that and watch them have the time of their lives. It meant the world to them. And we ended up receiving an overwhelming amount of gratitude after that because we were able to fulfill that. There's nothing more than you know. I want to see. Uh, get further than this bill right now. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity for California to show these kids how much they actually mean to them. Yeah, you know, Kevin, one of the things you talked about and and where, you know, we were out there working to give back to the community, but one of the things that blew me away was there was a father and son um, who came out and the son was wanting to shoot a 22. He was 10 years old. He, at that time, they thought he had about three to four months left. Um, which was, you know, a, a choke point. I don't care how hardened a guy or a woman you are. That's no one expects that. And the dad had shared that his plan had been when the kid turned 12, that they would go hunting. They had talked about since the kid was like four or five, they were going to do that. And I asked the dad if he went through any of the classes. He said, no. He said, in fact, I've never even got to shoot a rifle. It was something my dad and I missed and I wanted to do with my son. And I got to watch them both shoot their 22s with them. And afterwards, the dad said, I don't know if I'll ever get to do this again. And sadly, we found out from the hospital that we were working with three weeks later, because we were setting up another event prior to the close down of COVID, that that young man had passed just within three weeks of that event. And it really you know, choked me up to make me realize how important these things are. And this is an area where you, the listeners, can get involved. You can contact us at contact at crpa.org and say, hey, I want to help out with these, you know, witted warriors, with the gold star moms and their kids, and with these kids who are terminally ill. And we can get you out there to help us instruct them, to help us with the food for them, to help transport them from, you know, place to place. There's lots of ways that you can volunteer to help out on this. And this is a way that we give back. And it's a way that we prove to the greater community that, you know, we're not a bunch of Elmer Fuds who don't care about anything by going out and hunting or going out and competitive shooting. You know, this is, this strikes right back to the heart of what the anti gun grabbing elitist in Sacramento want the public to believe. This is an opportunity. And like Kevin said, we were blown away because when we were looking at working with some of the children's hospitals, 
we weren't sure what the reaction was going to be. We weren't sure if we were only going to have, you know, four or five kids. And the first one, they said, yeah, we'll bring the few that really want to be there. And that few, as Kevin said, was over 80 kids at that first event showed up. And we thought, well, this is like 70 that want to fish and 10 that want to shoot. No, all 80 and their families wanted to shoot. So totally against what is being put out there. And, and Kevin, what are some of the ways that people can get involved in the CRPA, you know, outside of just donating, becoming a member? Well, yeah, and I think something else to uh, input there is that's just one hospital. There yeah. are hundreds and hundreds of hospitals all up and down California. Each one of them possesses terminally ill patients. So, you know, the, the, the result that could actually happen when you collaborate with all of those hospitals could be enormous. Uh, when it comes to getting involved, though, you know, if, if you're a business owner, like we already talked about, we have the business affiliate program. We do have local chapters. Uh, we do have events you can volunteer in. Um, you know, these are things that you can do to your liking. CRPA works in so many different facets within the community. Uh, if you want, if one strikes you as something you want to do, please come on, get in contact with us, become a volunteer and help out at those events. And Kevin, if, if they have something, a program that they want that they don't see in their area, can they contact us and make sure that we get that program there in their local area? Absolutely. It's contact at crpa.org. We work with people all the time to make sure and get what their community needs to them. To those of you in the Inland Empire listening to this and beyond, I want you to realize the California Rifle Pistol Association is here for you, for California. This is our 145th year. We're the oldest civil rights and firearms organization in the state of California, dedicated to California, making sure this stays a place where we can enjoy freedom. And so to help us out, join us at crpa.org. If you have a need, contact at crpa.org is the email. But make sure that every day you are doing everything to stay safe, to shoot straight, and to fight back for your rights. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.